Welcome to Muller Time. This is episode 24. Welcome. What's up, brother? How you doing, Eric? <laughs> a long day. Yeah, it's it's been a Monday. As we were just <laughs> long for us, but here's the question. How, how long was it for Paul Manafort? Oh, wow. Yeah, and he's got an, at least one more day of these deliberations. Right, so the uh, jury has been deliberating in the Paul Manafort trial. How are you feeling about it? Oh, it's going to be a hung jury. We're, we're screwed. Uh, ordinarily, this would be the part where I disagree with you, but I've I've been getting very nervous about this trial. Yeah. Uh, just to recap, the judge is, I don't know what's going on with this guy. Oh, he's got some crazy judge egomaniac thing going on. Right, there's something going on with him. Mm-hmm. The jury's asking a lot of questions. Meanwhile, legal experts are all like, okay, so I, <laughs> I have a friend who we joke that he's the unofficial legal advisor to this podcast. <laughs> he's a prosecutor in a major city on the major crimes unit. And he does a lot of stuff that's like this Paul Manafort thing. Okay. I, I called him. I'm all frantic. He was like, dude, don't even worry about it. He said he he told me about a judge who once threw a book at his head during a trial. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I won the case. But meanwhile, I, just my gut, though, is like, this isn't right. Well, um, now, I saw you posted on, I don't remember if it was Facebook or Twitter, but you posted um, asking why wasn't the uh, jury sequestered? Absolutely. And then that gets to my fear of the mistrial because we heard um, President Agent Orange out uh, <laughs> waiting to get on to an airplane um, or excuse me, on the helicopter over the weekend, giving his opinion on what's going on and how Paul Manafort's being treated. <laughs> and how's that even legal for him to speak about it? Right. Well, they're saying he's basically he's the jur- they're not sequestered. So they all they all heard that he's tampering mm. with the jury. Yeah. He's swaying them. How could it not sway you when the president of the United States is well, making is commenting? So if this if this is declared a mistrial, that's a victory for for uh, the Trump side of things and the Manafort side of things. Right, and and there's 18 counts, so presumably we just have to get him on a few. But we don't we don't need this. Yeah, With, there's too much going on to additionally have this on top of it. All right. So do you think they'll find? Okay, it's it's Monday right now. By the time you listen to this, it's probably Wednesday. Um, I, I hope we, uh, by the time you're listening to this podcast, Manafort will be awaiting sentencing by Friday. We sh- we're going to know what happens either yeah. way. Yeah. The, this guy is, there's never been anyone more guilty. Yeah. I, I mean, it's literally on paper. So the fact that they're still deliberating to me, I was on a jury once for a month. It was like a slip and fall case. Uh-huh. It was, this was, this was just too priceless, but it was right after nine 11. So the, just real quick, the, the shyster lawyer that they hired was trying to convince us, the jury, that the guy, the defendant, not the defendant, excuse me, the guy was suing because he fell in his building, mm. that he was some kind of Al-Qaeda operative. Uh, okay, so the person who slipped and fell and was suing whatever company it was, uh-huh. the, the the company's lawyer was trying to paint them as a terrorist. Absolutely. It, <laughs> he, it was, it was unbelievable. Some scary Al-Qaeda tactics they had going on in those days, slipping and falling, fraudulent slip and falls. This was like 03. <laughs> and he was like, I mean, even the, ju- the judge was like laughing. I was like, this is ridiculous. Um, wow. Yeah, right. So meanwhile, uh, moving on, George Papadopoulos, uh, Mueller's recommended he be sentenced to uh, up to six months in prison. Yeah. He was originally supposed to get nothing. Now what happened there? What now? This is a different judge. This is not the same Manafort judge. This is a, diff- a different judge, right? Uh, well, no, yeah. Well, they haven't. Uh, I don't even think that's gone in front of a judge yet. Okay. It's well, basically then what judge is saying he needs to go to jail. No, Mueller. Mueller sentencing. Oh, uh, Mueller himself. Oh, Mueller saying. Yeah. This. Whoa. Okay. Mueller said that 
George Papadopoulos didn't provide. Well, did Mueller say it, or how did the how did this statement come out of the Mueller investigation? Um, I think because the Mueller team never leaks, they yeah. mentioned it themselves. Okay, so they're they forward it to whatever. Now is judges. that just a scare tactic to get him to actually talk? What what's the motivation behind making that public? What they how they want to sentence him? Uh, I think just where it is, it became public, and it's not. There, he didn't help them, mm-hmm. and on top of that, his wife has been going on TV and saying that you know George should just you know throw away the whole plea deal. So I think they've probably got pissed too. Wow. Yeah. So I he's still lucky with six months. He could have got more than that. So mm-hmm. I, I guess he uh, provided them with something. Oh, well, I just we need to find out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm getting impatient again. So moving on, uh, I did try to avoid Amorosa. Oh, you can't. Okay, no, yeah. we're going to talk about her this week. Yeah. Yeah. Amorosa, these tapes are, they are big. Uh-huh, and there's more. They're coming. Yeah. She has video, too, mm-hmm. apparently. There is something I want to talk about. It's not the tapes. Look, the tapes are going to come out. They're important. Mm-hmm. Mueller's going to interview. But what happened last week with what what Trump said on Twitter. Which thing on Twitter? Yeah, right. It was a one-day story, what he said to Amorosa, and it really was a disgrace. Uh, you know, he called Amorosa a black woman. He called her a dog. And that, that was a one Specifically day, that dog. That dog. Yes. On And it was just a one-day story. Man, that's, that's not okay. I have a sidebar about that dog. Uh-huh. That dog was the name of the band. Well, they're actually still around. That um, They started up in L.A. in the early 90s. They had uh, a few albums out on Geffen Records. Mm. They reunited a few years ago, and they're active again. I follow them on Facebook and on a couple other social networks. Their webmaster put up a post or um, the day after or two days after the That Dog tweet. Mm-hmm. He runs the website for the band That Dog, and he had a screenshot of his software protection showing all of these attacks from Russia at his website for That Dog that wow. came after Trump's tweet. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah now, he, he unfortunately, it seemed like he has the right software, but he had a screenshot of... Uh, all these different Russian, uh, all these IP addresses coming from Russia attacking his website for the band, That Dog. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. They're attacking us everywhere. Mm-hmm. I just, how, how can that be a one day story? I just, it's just so disturbing. Well, everything, but everything's a one day story now. Everything is that disturbing and everything is a one day story. Uh, John Brennan's already out of the news, right? For um, losing his, uh, or being having his security clearance revoked. Did I get his name wrong? Yeah. No, you got it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> It's been a long night. Well, that was the story to get um, Omarosa out of the news. <laughs> and then Omarosa drops another mixtape. So um, speaking of uh, news segments, time for a little Mueller Time Film Club. Oh. There's a hot new trailer out Okay, in case you kids haven't seen it. And uh, I'm going to play a little clip from it. It's the new Steve Bannon movie, mm-hmm. Trumpet War. And they use the at symbol for... I guess anyone who's under 30. <laughs> yeah, right. So here's the <laughs> here's the trailer, man. This is too good. L- let me just preface this by saying that okay, so this trailer, it it intersperses Don Lemon from CNN with Trump supporters just getting the shit beat out of them. Okay. Which actually sounds like a pretty decent movie. I, I I've heard of the movie. I didn't I have not seen this trailer, so this is the first. His supporters. What does it say about you? Oh, 
shit, he's bleeding. Yo, yo, yo. He's bleeding. The left. And the- so, yeah, they keep going on and on. But I found it fascinating because it's all in, it's all Don Lemon bookends every segment. Why do you think they chose Don Lemon? Oh, well, because he's black and gay and they want to use that as a, a, a bat to beat everybody over the head with because he's black and gay. Yeah, it was fascinating. All I could think about was the Willie Horton ad. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Yeah, that was the um, the hands. Was that the one with the hands? The the Willie. Uh, no, I remember that one, too. I think I think that was a different one. Okay. Will, for anyone who doesn't know the Willie Horton ad, especially you guys who live abroad, that's one of the most famous political ads of all time, where Michael Dukakis, who was running for president against, was it was it Bush? The first Bush. Dukakis was 88. Bush, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So basically, Bush, original Bush, Bush one, mm-hmm. took this ad of this guy, Willie Horton, who was a, a maniac who was let out of prison on a special work release program and then went on a rampage. So they used that to basically scare white people. Mm-hmm. And Willie Horton was this large black man. So the, the ad had a lot of racial over, undertones. and Yeah, just shameless with it. It was, oh, it was absolutely shameless. Yeah. So that's what this, this Steve Bannon trailer is. Mm-hmm. And he keeps, it's fascinating. He keeps cutting back to Don Lemon after showing more Trump supporters who just got the shit beat out of them. Yeah, because we, it's CNN telling them to, to beat the shit out of the Trump supporters. That's, which, by the way, didn't yeah. even happen that many times. No. Mm. I mean, we it's probably the same clip, just flipped around. Well, there um, is this the footage from, there was the uh, Chicago rally, like at DePaul University, that just broke down and Trump never spoke and <laughs> riot broke out on the... On the it, arena floor, not it's, riot, but fights. It might be, man. Yeah, but yeah. That was the big. That was the big brawl during the uh, 2016 campaign. Yeah. yeah. So I guess Steve Bannon just, even though he is originally a Hollywood failure, he's mm. decided to just you know give it a sh- another shot. Well, he hasn't really stopped making movies. This is the first movie he's made since the uh, since the 2016 election. Yeah. But just before the 2016 election came out, he had a big long feature film out about uh, the Crazy Duck Dynasty dude. Um, yeah. Rachel Maddow did a, a, a segment like uh, talking about the movies that he makes, and they're just yeah, that guy's just insane, crazy. Yeah, mm. and it's just the same movie. It's it is fascinating though because these people control all three. They won. They control all three branches of government, but then they they have nothing to talk about. They're still the victims. It's just it's absolutely fascinating. Yeah, they're the the victims of CNN. No matter nothing would be enough. No, just mm-hmm. right. Just mm-hmm. have to you know keep it going. Yeah. Because the, they have to have an enemy of the people to justify their existence. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. It's really fascinating. I'd like to know more about the psychological element. I'm sure many psychologists have studied this, but I, w- I don't know if anyone's written this book. If anyone knows about a book like this or if this has been written in an article, let us know. Um, hit us up on the, the Muller Time Facebook page cause I, or wherever because I'd really like to know about the psychology of the extreme right and how how that victimization thing works it's going to be hard to find that out because anybody that is on the extreme right when you um mention to them that they are on the extreme right they will deny it yeah that's true (laughs) but i just like there's somebody must have written about this Mm -hmm. i'm sure um so speaking of the find us a link posted on uh, the Mueller time facebook page so remember the uh the unite the right Guy Jason Kessler. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know it's coming. You know it's coming. I love it when they re- literally are in mom's basement. Okay, so unite the right, which was the uh, the Charlottesville rally that caused the death of, of a young woman. 
and then they tried to do it again this year, and it was a complete failure. Uh, so Jason Kessler, who's the founder, well, yeah, I do have to explain what the clip is. So Jason Kessler was doing a live stream with this other asshole named Patrick Little, who's a fucking uh, Nazi fuck down in San Diego, mm. uh, when Jason Kessler's dad walked in. This is real. Big Orthodox crosses on their chest, as Dr. Duke likes to point out, is Jewish. The breaking houses are in Israel. Hey, you get out of my room. <laughs> that is Jason Kessler's dad. <laughs> And we subsequently realized that Jason Kessler lives at home. <laughs> and he was live streaming in his dad's room. <laughs> and his parents don't like him because they're, they're, he's a Nazi. The troll that's still in mom's basement. But they let him live at home because they're his parents. It's actually kind of touching, really. It's, it's, it's beautiful. I mean, that's a Saturday Night Live sketch, but it's real. It, the cliche is real. That's a sketch that at my work, I would turn in. I don't write a Saturday Night Live, but at my, my job, I would turn in that sketch and they, you know, it would get laughs. By the way, I like that you're using the word sketch. I really hate it when the right-wing nutjobs are complaining about Saturday Night Live and they call everything a skit. Oh, yeah. No, it's a sketch. It's not a skit. It's a sketch. And I will be the troll on um, the, the disgust. Truth Revolt or Daily Wire message boards calling them out for um, using the word skit instead of sketch. We'll do a separate segment on conservative comedy because <laughs> I've been a, I am a professional comedy writer. That That's like what I do. Jumbo shrimp. Yeah, we we really should talk about that. Some of my more conservative friends have always argued with me about why there's never been a Daily Show that worked, and I can I can we can go into this in a further. Mm-hmm. But there's some very good reasons why that stuff has never worked. Yeah, and if it had worked, it would have worked by now. Mm-hmm. By the way. You well, know. look, there, there's one right now that I think could actually be successful if they put it on uh, proper cable TV, yeah. but I don't think any of the networks are stupid enough to give Steven Crowder a gig. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Like, that guy's got an audience, and I bet it could be successful to be just a right-wing... He's more he's more Sasha Baron Cohen than um, Jon Stewart, but uh, if you wanted to have success as a conservative comedy... I, and I'm using the word comedy very loosely. Steven Crowder's the guy that has the shot at it. Hey, sorry, I'm having an issue here. Oh, oh you got a drunk roommate there? <laughs> I actually thought that was funny. That little guy, he actually, the Nazi fuck, he actually got in a good line there. You got a drunk roommate there? That's great. Yeah. And then... Something like that. He's like, <laughs> he's like super dejected. And then he starts trying to... This guy has the nerve to start criticizing his father. Because, of course... Man. Uh, I've got uh, somebody who supports Orthodox. Uh, <laughs> Starts going off on his oh. dad, dude. Hey, so, how many people were watching this live stream? Because I'm sure he. Look, I I read about this. It was all over all the the various news sites. But like, what kind of audience does he have while he's live streaming? I just want to go back to the just the pure comedic nature that of if I was writing this as a sketch. It opens with these two guys blaming the Jews for their problems as his father walks in on him <laughs> and starts yelling at him. Oh, it's the Jews' fault you can't move out of your parents' house? Is that what it all comes down to? Hey, we're, I'm in my own place right here. I'm Jewish. We're recording this in my apartment that I pay for with my own money. It's a very nice apartment. Yeah. But I guess by Kessler's attitude, <laughs> yeah. Well, see, yeah, you have the advantage because, you know, you're part of the the, the, the globalists that run the world, according yeah. to him. I've always wondered about that. Like, shouldn't I be farther along if there's this globalist cabal? 
That's what I never get. They say like, like Hollywood is run by Jews. I'm like, do you have any idea what it took me to even get where I am here? A mid-level, you know, working guy. Mm-hmm. I, it's just amazing. Yeah, that that stereotype is so fucked. Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. Uh, so there was a good piece of news finally. Which what's that? Well, one uh, Randy Bryce Iron Stash. Yeah, he won his primary. He did. Yeah. So I thought I'd take a minute to play. Uh, Muller Time interviewed Randy Bryce last year. We met up with him a year ago. Let's hear what that sounds like a year later. Yeah. yeah. What is Paul Ryan lacking? What is the, what is he missing about that you're going to deliver to people? Um, he doesn't care. I, I just want. How awesome was that? Well, yeah. Now look, I'm. I'll cop to this. I was not. Randy Bryce was not on my radar, and we were uh, walking around the lobby area of um, Politicon. You spotted him first. Got very excited. And that was that was my introduction to the politician, Randy Bryce. And something that we must note, at the time when we interviewed him, um, Paul Ryan had not yet announced his retirement. That's right. And so we were just assuming he's running against Paul Ryan when we were doing this interview in July of 2017. And he was just standing there. I mean, mm-hmm. if he comes back this year, he won't be like that. Oh, no. That dude's He'll have security, he's, the whole thing. Rising, rising Democratic star. Yeah. He doesn't care. He's not there. Um talking to the public he hasn't been there for over 650 days he said he's not going to be there in the future he he doesn't how can you care about people if you don't want to see them there it is wow yeah. he's not going to be there in the he told us that a Amazing. year ago yeah wow and that his came res- true a lot quicker than we anyone imagined his answer was so great though it, it his answers his answer was the an answer for the problem of the entire republican party he doesn't care they don't care wow it was just it was it was perfect. Hey, is that interview still up in full on YouTube? Yep, it's on the um, the Muller Time YouTube page. All right. Uh, maybe I'll put it up on the the Facebook one too. Yeah, let's let's relink it on Facebook. For yeah. yeah, but I just uh, that was that was good, so I wanted to play that again. Yeah, yeah. I hope Randy Bryce is there again this year. Hey, look, it's right. What two weeks before the election? Week mm-hmm. before the election? Two weeks? Yeah, that'd be a good place. I, I you got to imagine every major candidate on the November ballot is going to be at Politicon. By the way, he won a tough uh, primary there. Mm-hmm. When we when we met him, he was not that that woman he ran against in the primary. I mean, I didn't know about her. Mm-hmm. This primary came up another Democratic challenger out of nowhere, and they really kind of slugged it out. I mean, it got ugly. How many points did he win by? Was it close? It was actually not that close. He um, he he won by a significant mm-hmm. a significant margin, but not not as much as I thought. She was a good, I mean, I'm sure she would have been a good legislator too. All right. So is there some crazy Wisconsin Nazi running against him then in the fall, in November? Uh, Who's the Republican uh, running since Paul Ryan's retiring? Aren't all Republicans Nazis now? Okay. Well, yes, but there's a special breed that comes <laughs> yeah, from that like part a real of the No, there's a special breed that comes from that part of the country. Well, what's crazy is there are like nine Nazis running. Yeah, like, I know. That's why I'm asking. Is that, yeah. is that one of them? I um I don't know who's running who's in that first district who's gonna yeah we should I'm, I'll look that up when we're done and maybe we'll discuss his opponent next week but man Randy Bryce I I told you, I knew he had a shot yeah and we didn't know that Paul Ryan was gonna drop out no we did not amazing mm-hmm. uh so I'd be very interested to see what happens with that so did we ever find out why Paul Ryan dropped out is it really just because he doesn't want Trump stink on him that's what I think uh, it is but he won't he's never gonna publicly admit that. The prevailing theory is that he's going to run for president. 
That, that's what people say. What, is it going to primary uh, in 2020 or is he waiting they, for 2024? They just say, like you said, he doesn't want to, he wants to get above all this yeah. Trump stuff and get ready for a presidential run. When? I'm not sure. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And it actually makes sense. Well, the, Paul Ryan makes no sense at all, but okay. I know what you mean. Yeah. There. yeah. Politically. <laughs> yeah. That's, it makes total sense. Wow. Um, so I put an article up on the Mueller Time Facebook page. Uh, Trump is relaxing the rules of cyber attack. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Basically, when the United States is attacked, there's a set set group of rules, which mostly were established under the Obama administration, because mm-hmm. that's when this cyber attack stuff started to pick up. So the, according to the Wall Street Journal, this stuff is all classified, but he's relaxing our response. In other words, we're not going to have as big a response when there's a cyber attack. No. That's weird. Why would someone do that? Yeah, well, when you're a the benefactor of the cyber attack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there wasn't that much detail in the article because it was classified, but the point got across. Wow. Yeah, I didn't see that one. You said you posted it on, on the Facebook page? It's, yeah, it's on the Mueller Time Facebook page. Okay, I have to read that one. Yeah. Crazy Monday. I am totally behind on our, all of our headlines from today. There was another good one at the same, <laughs> just a little bit of news I caught. Do you see that Trump said if he wanted to, he actually could be in charge of the special counsel investigation? Oh, yeah, I did see that. Go. Somebody tweeted that earlier today. Yeah, I think it's important to understand it's that this keeps getting lost by the, the mainstream media. The, the guy is, you got to understand, he's psychotic, delusional. I'm not throwing those words around to criticize him. I'm saying that he actually believes that. Mm-hmm. It's not just a fucking joke. He has delusions. The same way that a person who's standing on a street corner talking to themselves does. He just, he, he keeps it together a little more than that, which is saying a lot. Yeah. But he actually believes that. Now, I don't know what the name is. I'm not a, I'm not a mental health professional. Mm-hmm. But I don't think enough people are understanding that, man. No. Yeah. It's not just a goof. Yeah, he lives in a fantasy world. That's exactly right. And unfortunately, we have to go along with it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So um, White House lawyer Don McGahn, <laughs> the, the sleeper cell. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. The rat. He's a rat. Yeah, that's a normal thing for. What? Okay, just just wrap your head around that for a moment. Yeah. Well, um, if Trump thinks he's a rat, well, what does he have to rat Trump out on? Right. I mean, is he? Should Trump's like showing his cards right there. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, I mean, he's stupid. Yeah, that um it gets back to stupid Watergate, literally this time. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because over the over the past year there were. It was noticed by anyone who follows the news. There were a number of articles in the mainstream media that portrayed Don McGahn as kind of like this heroic guy who was, you know, standing up for the White House. And most people believe that the sources for those articles were Don McGahn. Okay. Basically, that he's been he he's been trying to get out in front of this because he knows that he that they're going to put him in the middle of this. Mm-hmm. And there's been a bunch of those articles. They've been in the Times, the Post. Mm-hmm. There was one in Politico. Well, see, now he's White House counsel. He's not Trump's personal lawyer. Correct. So, I mean, his his paycheck is paid by the taxpayers. He represents the White House. Right. He doesn't represent Trump necessarily. But how has he been treating that? How, is he watching Trump's back or not? Now, that's what everyone's all paranoid about. What did he tell Mueller? Right. Yeah. He obviously thinks that he's going to get put in the middle of this, which is correct. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they, they were, were going to throw him under the bus. 
and he smartly, uh, you know, he got he hired his own lawyer, which is kind of amazing. Well, what what could they throw him under the bus for, though? Because it, he was not involved with the Russia collusion. He became the White House counsel after Trump assumed office. It, the cover up. That's what they're. That's what he's worried about. The well, cover up. But he was never working to help them cover it up. Are you just? Are you? Are they? Was the suggestion out there that Trump was going to try to pin it on them? He's been present in in various meetings and things like that. That's mm-hmm. my understanding when they've talked about how they're going to handle this whole situation mm-hmm. and just being there puts him in, uh, in, in the middle. Well, well, did he do the, the, the right patriotic thing and tell Mueller all about these meetings? Oh, I mean, yeah. isn't that, wasn't it the big story that came out of the, uh, was it the post of the times this weekend that all of a sudden, uh, the white house realized, Oh no, we don't know what McGahn told Mueller. Yeah. It was, there was that story. That was Maggie Haberman's story this week. And we yeah, he's, he's given them 30 hours of, of testimony. <laughs> Yeah, pretty yeah. amazing. So he may end up being the smartest guy in this whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Now, now who was uh, the the Nixon counterpart? Who was the White House counsel? John Dean. There you go. Right. Yes. John Dean went to jail, and that's John Dean actually turned out to be a pretty good guy, and he's on TV, and you know he's more than more than made up for what, what he did. Yeah. But they said McGahn specifically his his thought process right now is that he he did not want to be John Dean. And John Dean did make some mistakes, and he did mm-hmm. what Nixon said. So, well, does that mean then that Don McGahn told Mueller everything and has nothing to hide? Oh, yeah, he definitely yeah. told him everything. Yeah, a, a thousand percent. <laughs> we'll be very interested to see what happens there. Yes, but as we just learned, though, truth isn't truth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Giuliani. I, you know, like I don't even do him on this podcast much, just because I. Oh, but truth isn't truth is just so awesome. Yeah, that's that. I mean, you thought alternative facts was great. Actually, my favorite part of that interview that he did on Meet the Press with Chuck Todd that we're talking about is when he started shouting, "No, no, don't do this to me!" Like, yeah, oh, that that was hilarious. But now there was another part of that Meet the Press interview on Sunday that got completely overlooked because of the truth isn't truth statement. Uh-huh. He tried to say Giuliani tried to say that uh, they didn't even know the the meeting. With a Novelishnitskaya um, that was set up by uh, the the crazy music promoter, they didn't even know it was Russians. That's what Giuliani tried to tell Chuck Todd at one point during the Meet the Press interview. He tried to deny they even knew that it was Russia. Well, he 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 said that Sorry. he tried to deny that it was. Um, yeah, I'm gonna tape your hands down, dude. We've only done 25 of these. <laughs> he tried to deny that it was the Russian government. Yeah. No, he even tried to deny Russia. He corrected yeah. himself quickly, but he, he the, put it out there. The email literally says... It's from the Russian government. That's right. in the email. Right. It's from that music promoter guy who was yeah. like... with the Russian Goldstone. Right. The Russian government would like to meet with you. Yes. <laughs> but again, these guys aren't trying to... Giuliani is just trying to, like they say, muddy the waters. Yeah. He's not... People like us, people who listen to this show, he's not thinking of them. Mm. He's, it's just about that base. Just keep it going with them. Truth isn't truth. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good one. Hey, there's a good uh, Twitter account I found today. I'm going to give them a plug. It's so awesome. So these guys are called, go on Twitter and look for Make Liberia Great Again. Oh, I haven't seen this. This is some guy's account who basically just calls out, okay, so Liberia's flag and America's flag. um, I, I don't know what that looks like. He discovered that a lot of these like MAGA assholes, these Trump supporters, have Liberia's flag in their profile. Okay. On Twitter, they picked the wrong flag. 
Because Ooh. the flags, if you don't look too close and you're a fucking idiot, the flags have the same color. Because Liberia, you know, it's probably because Liberia was a, uh, my understanding was it was established by f- former slaves who went to Africa. So there was an American connection and oh. they made their flag. So does it have the same kind of layout with the stars and stripes? But it's enough where any real American knows that's not our fucking flag. But all these fucking Trump people have it. Wow. As, I have to, wow. Keep, make, so make Liberia great again. Whoever's in charge of this account, who I have to tip my hat to, uh, literally just messages them and is like, hey, do you know this isn't our flag? And it's just him doing that all day. Wow. It's like, hey, you know, Chris and Austin, do you know that's not our flag? It's so funny. <laughs> and that's all this account tweets. That's all it is. That's rad. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> I saw that and I even like was like, great job, guys. Like, it's hilarious. <laughs> and these fucking like dumbass Trump supporters, you know the profiles. It's mm. like, God, faith, country. And then it's the fucking Liberian flag. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Oh, it was amazing. <laughs> Okay, that's almost there. That's almost as good as the um, the U.S. postage stamp. Are you familiar with this? There was a U.S. postage stamp that had the Statue of Liberty. It turned out it was the um, Statue of Liberty at New York, New York, Las Vegas hotel. No, <laughs> yeah, swear to God, real story. Look it up. The Trump Hotel. No, I don't think New York, New York is one of Trump's properties in Vegas. But yeah, yeah, nice. Well, uh. As always, I monopolized all the talking. Do you have anything? No, well, no, I, I got my uh, truth is not truth in there. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Uh, one more thing. Uh, if you listen to this show, you have a homework assignment. Ah. Homework's not fun. <laughs> no, uh, someone messaged me and said, you know, what What can we do to, you know, stop all this, the thing, the things that are going on? And then my suggestion to that person was, which I'm going to lay out here, pick something that, look, as great as registering voters and whatever, making phone calls, as great as that stuff is, pick something that you enjoy and combine that with your, you know, the resistance. Like we started the show because this is what we're good at. So pick one thing and then if you want to let us know on the Muller Time Facebook page, like, like what you're doing. I'd be really interested to know. Yeah, we will spread the word on all of our social networks. And yeah. Talk about it here on the podcast. Yeah, seriously. Try to try to make it enjoyable for yourself because it's we got enough going on right now. Yeah. Um, other t- otherwise, uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at uh, Eric LeVay, which is E-R-I-C-L-E-V-A-I. And Chris is over at Twitter on... You can find me as at Low Progressive on Twitter. Hey, we're on Spotify now. That's right. Yeah, nice. listen to us on Spotify. If you if you uh, if you are a Spotify user, find us there. Yeah, please. Uh, and as always, uh, find us on Spotify and wherever you listen. If you could leave us a review, that would be great. Combat the Russian trolls. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, as always, uh, it's been great talking to you guys, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in.